Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sun Ranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sorrento. With Michael. Sorrento. And Crawley. Sorrento and the lovable loser. Sorrento. With Michael. Sorrento. And Crawley. Sorrento and the lovable losers. Sorrento. We are the champions of the week, and we won four of six games against the stupid Diamondbacks and Padres. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, I mean, you guys, uh, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, I'm Danny Rocket. I'm sitting here in Twitter jail. And boy, uh, is the food terrible. And we're here with Cubes fanatic Michael Cotton. Crawley Cubs is in the Cubs cave. And uh, boy, I, I had no idea that the Cubs had a West Coast road trip uh, going 4-2 and two in them. But they did uh, this week. So, well, yeah, welcome. especially, you know, here here we're going in there and all these teams in the West are above the, the entire division above 500 because they're just beating the crap out of everybody and they're not playing each other yet. And then you the Cubs are terrible. They're like 10 games under just, you know, no hope going in there. Yeah. And yet they come out four and two. That's baseball. Um, as always, this show is brought to you by our one hundred and twelve. Patreon supporters, uh, thanks for being a patron of the Sun Ranto Show. We do this show for you, and it, and it is uh, produced by you. If you would like to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me, hashtag Chance in the chat, and you could win. So do that now. Chip Paleo in the chat says, okay, you guys can thank me for luck as I just got back from the game. 70% Cubs fans 30% D-Bags fans. Yeah, we always show up out there. I mean, there's so many uh, snowbirds that end up living out in Arizona. We've got a lot of friends. I know Crawley that we've been visiting over the years. Uh, Jason Peters was on camera uh, last night. I, who's a JP, friend. the man behind the pizza in the tent. Uh, he was he was on there with his son. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they call it Wrigley West for a reason, you know, is there are a lot of transplants out there. You go out now, I, I was talking to one of my Uber drivers this last spring training, and he's like, 
He's like, like three quarters of like the Arizona colleges. They come from Chicago. And then when they graduate, they stay, they don't come back. They're like, fuck this. This is awesome out here. <laughs> and so like they're, 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 they're having a good time. And you got, you know, you got Lou Malinati's out there right now. You got Portillo's out there right now. You got Cubs year round. What else do you need? Well, in, I think probably three-fourths of the entire Cubs team have homes in Arizona. So then, you know, they bring their families and all that shit, too. So, Plus, you got the Arizona Fall League out there. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of baseball that takes place. But let's get right into this series. Uh, game one is the one that the Cubs lost of this series. They lost 4-3. to three. This game was on Apple TV. And just like right off the bat, I don't know, did you, were you able to watch this one? It was a little confusing for a lot of people because they had to sign up for Apple TV, get themselves a subscription, which was free to do, is, except for people still had trouble. And, right, as know. long as you gave them all your personal information so that they could sell it to Elon Musk, then, yeah, you, you, were, you were fine. Believe but, it was the ghost of Steve Jobs that got the uh, information. Yes. But, but were you able to download I it? it? I watched it. I have Apple TV. I watched it, yeah. I I watched it through the internet. And sorry for anybody who's looking. I have a few different things that I do. And uh, the first one did not work at all because even the pirates can't or don't have Apple TV. That's the thing. But I found it on a different one. Whole different situation, and that's the. And we'll talk about this some other time. I don't want to talk about it tonight, but like the the idea that Peacock's got some games now, Apple TV's got some games. Marquee's going to be trying to do a standalone because the RSNs are moving that direction. But that's a conversation for a did. But I, I want to know how you felt about the call of the game, uh, which which had Cliff Floyd on it from ex Cub. Cliff Floyd, which was he was he kept being wrong about everything. <laughs> I, I thought the broad, I thought that the 4K was just absolutely stunning. The picture was phenomenal. I thought the stat bugs were pretty cool. Um, some of them were kind of weird though. Like there were some weird ones. Those, I'm trying to remember what it was. Those like, stat uh, bugs. Yeah. It, it was kind of neat to have it down there. I will admit, until it was the whole game, and you're seeing shit like uh, Menez. Manelas, the the rookie Cubs pitcher who's never seen a single guy, and then you know they're they're throwing stats percentages of what's going right. to happen. It's like right. this dude's never ever pitched before. How the hell can you have any numbers on him? Like I like stats, but give me something that seems more realistic. I'm trying to remember what the weird stat was. I'm looking it up because I tweeted out, and I, I think that everyone was pretty much of the same opinion. Not everybody, but a good majority of the people that I talked to about it. Picture looked great. Stat bugs were fine, but the broadcasters just the, awful. I mean, the, I, I didn't like them at all. I didn't hate the broadcasters only because they weren't noticeable. Oh, they God. weren't noticeable in being good. They weren't noticeable in being bad. I barely fucking noticed them, other than just kind of the the call. It it wasn't. There just wasn't much going on. So was, I was, was actually it was fine a non thing. I totally agree with yeah. you. I felt like I was watching. Like it was the after. It was like Saturday morning, and I happened to have like a college baseball game on ESPN three, and there just were random announcers that I didn't care about. I had no skin in the game. Like there was like nothing to it in the broadcast. So, here's what I'm talking about with the stat bug. I'm looking at the tweet that I put out there. It was a, a 0-1 count with two outs on Frank Schwindel, and they said Frank Schwindel reach base probability 33%. And I'm just trying, like, where the hell are they getting this reach base probability? If he's hitting 202, isn't that the probability? That he's <laughs> right. Like no, a 30 probability? 
Oh, and or, when right. he counts, though, he does slightly better. <laughs> so the the one that really got me that I tweeted out about was uh, Jason Hayward is up there with the guy on first, and it says uh, 17% chance of ground into double play, and Hayward immediately grounds into the double play. <laughs> and I tweeted out there, I'm like, the stat bug's saying 17%, but every Cubs fan knows that it's 75% chance he's grounded <laughs> into that double play. Well, and, they, the, and I don't want to like totally like spoil like talking about Rick Sutcliffe and Pat Hughes being on the broadcast all the rest of the weekend. But uh, what cracked me up is like they've got all the guys talking about the exit velocity. But what won the game for the Cubs today was a tiny little bloop single that was like 43 miles per hour off the bat. And I was like Mm -hmm. tweeting out like, so what was the exit velocity on that one? You guys talk about exit velocity on every hard hit ball that ends up and out in a glove. You want to tell me what the exit velocity is because the expected batting average is 5,000. And, but instead uh, you know, the, it's baseball, guys. Sometimes exit velocity does not matter at all. Hit them where uh, they ain't. And I game, get it. game one, VR bunted for a hit in this game, which yeah. I loved. I was like, holy shit, he actually – which, by the way, it's because I don't know that B, VR could have gotten a regular hit. Like, yeah. that was well, kind of the only way he was going to do it. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by ColorCast. Uh, ColorCast is a free live audio-only sports talk platform, uh, which you can download and use with us. So you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time, uh, watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, live game watches together, and you can share your own experiences with hot takes on the app. So all you need to do is you go and download the ColorCast app free at the iOS App Store. They're working on an Android version. You create a profile, you link your Twitter, and you join the, let's say, MLB group. Uh, You follow the Sunranto Show at Sunranto Show to be notified when the room goes live. And uh, we go live right now pretty much every Wednesday, but we sometimes do Sundays. And now that the season started, we're sometimes doing live game watches and calling the game ourselves. We just have a lot of fun on there. And uh, you can come and talk to us. Just have a good time and hang out. So download ColorCast and bring your spiciest takes. Well, let's get into this game because we lost it, and so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we lost to Zach Davies, and that's what really hurts you. He's, we'd said it before. He's having a good year. We said it on the last show, and we're like, damn it. Then why does this always happen to us? Oh, they brutal. mentioned – I did hear them mention something about him, and he's having a good season, and things are better. He had a rough year last year on and off the field. What happened to him last year off the field? Like I didn't I remember anything. I, sucked I didn't remember anything maybe he either. Off the field too. I don't he sucked and Cub fans turned on him. I believe is <laughs> what happened to him. I mean, but that was brutal. Also expected. Like I tweeted out right before the game. Like, well, here comes the Zach Davies no hitter, and it was just it wasn't exactly that. But we only scored in the one inning. You get the Jay Hay uh, double, Hay that double, which actually surprised the hell out of everybody. And then uh, VR bunts for the hit. And then uh, you get um, uh, Ildemar Vargas with the triple, triples those guys. Yeah, because in. that's exactly how they drew it up. Hayward, VR, Vargas, let's and win the game. Arizona right fielder made a really bad dive on that and let it get past him. It oh, was my God. Dive. It was bad. <laughs> it was 
He was not like he was almost not on the TV screen. He was so far away from that ball. Yeah. Then you had a, well, then you also had a sack fly. Was it Ortega? Yeah, yeah. You had the sack fly right after uh, that, and then um, the uh, and so you're then, feeling good. You're up three nothing. You got Zach Davies yeah. on the rope. You're feeling confident, you know. And yeah. all of a sudden, Marte you know, comes in, hits a second double of the game. Then uh, and Vargas, Ildemaro Vargas. He hits the triple, immediately just gives the runs back by his shoddy defense. It's just unplayable at this point. Today, it was unplayable. On it, it, He VR. really booted the game away. Uh, yeah, VR. Well, VR is like, you know, it's funny because they had in the condensed game, they had the Diamondbacks announcers talking about uh, Jonathan VR knocking the ball down and Ildemaro Vargas knocking the ball down. They're like, it was amazing. He just got to that ball. I'm like, not really. Like, no. He got leather on it, and there's like we said it with the last series, the one game that you lost against the Padres. It was like there were just balls going slightly off of gloves. You'd get a little bit of leather, and they're like, "Well, at least they knocked it down. They kept it in the infield." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Two runs scored? Like it's not good. Like don't. Right, why are we? You know, Eve Sutcliffe is screaming about it. You know, it's just like you you could have swept both these series except for the defense." Yeah, it, it, the defense, again, it just it, – it'll bite you. And, and this team's not good enough to play – I mean, that's part of the problem is they're not good enough. But but just you can't get far if you're going to keep giving the other team extra outs. And Arizona's been a surprising team this year. And, and you know, frustrating, like I said, you know, with, with Davies not getting more after you had him on the ropes, giving the runs right back. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a frustrating loss. I wasn't really happy with it. He had an opportunity in the eighth inning, bases loaded. Revis flew out, but um, we'll talk later. Some some guys came off the injured list and uh, are on the team. But, you know, for me, I, I don't want to see Ildemaro Vargas anymore. Thank you for the triple that you were gifted by the right fielder from Arizona, and I'm, I'm fine with that being over. And, again, you know, if VR wants to do some DHing, fine with that. I just don't want to see a glove on the yeah. end. Those uh, – those announcers were talking for the save Melanson. They were talking about his struggles and how he's coming in and, Oh, he's, you know, he's working on something. They're like, Oh, he's fixed after he, yeah. he went through that. Guess what? He's not fixed on Sunday. He was full broke. And I think on Friday after the third inning, I think they only had two hits the rest of the game. They only had five hits total. But, like, three of those came in the third inning. Yeah. And I think it was Ortega who had – or, no, not Ortega. It was uh, Schwindel who may have had the other two hits. Yeah, they disappeared the rest of the game, and it was uh, actually most of the bottom of the order. If you look at it, I got the box score up here. Schwindel with two hits as the DH. Then Hayward had a hit. VR and Vargas, as we said, they were responsible for all the scoring as well. Uh, and so <laughs> the, but the top of the order didn't do jack. Uh Patrick Wisdom had a good game today, but he struck out three times in this one. Cubs didn't have a lot of opportunities. Five hits, four walks. Only struck out seven times, but they left pretty much everybody on. So um, The pitching, though, we got to talk about uh, Smiley. Not great. Ten hits he gives up in uh, six innings pitched. Uh, only the one walk, four Ks, but, man, they were they were just kind of – they were poke. They were they were slicing them up a little bit out there. There was a lot of traffic on the base paths, and he's kind of lucky it was only four runs scored on him. But at least he went six innings, so I'll give that to him. Um, and and Davies, yeah, five point two innings pitched, six strikeouts, <laughs> so uh, only five hits. Uh, Davies only gave up four of them. So you know, I 
maybe you can fill me in on how they're doing the defensive lineups, right? Because Suzuki doesn't play in this game. So why is Hayward still over in center field if Suzuki's not playing? Like, doesn't it make sense to move him into right? Maybe Hap is in center and put... Or uh, in center? Or te- or Ortega in center, but like or, or center, yeah, happen center Ortega in left, like whatever. But Jason Hayward is a great right fielder, and you don't put him over there, and that was part of the issue. Like the ball went over Ortega's head like that, and yeah. it's almost the same same play that Hayward made today. But uh, wait, what in right? Was that no Suzuki made that Suzuki. play? Right? Yeah. Suzuki made that play, but but yeah, I, I just don't understand why. He, if Suzuki's not going to play, why do you leave Hayward in center field? That doesn't make any sense. It, was it? But was it last night that Hayward? Hayward made some great play where he reached up and got a ball. That wasn't the Suzuki play. I, I know, know what you're talking about. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that happened last this, night. Yeah, I think it was last night. So let's talk about last night. The Cubs win that one. It was Doctor Hendo and not Mister Kyle against Zach Gallen, who really was. Quite good against the Cubs. This was a pitcher's duel until the very end. Uh, Carly, I saw you. I was waiting for it. I was looking at the uh, Ted Barrett. The umpire really was a factor in this one. I think oh my god! You you look at his numbers up here. Ninety one percent overall accuracy. The overall consistency was ninety one percent. So he wasn't consistent or accurate. It favored Arizona slightly, and uh, Kyle Hendricks was getting a lot of calls. So was Zach Gallen. The called strike accuracy was even worse, 82% only. 12 of 67 called strikes were actually balls, but he was good at calling balls. I I actually don't really mind if there are two really good pitchers out there, you know, kind of creating their own strike zone. You know what I mean? So that strike being down. But the problem is that the, the consistency wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, if they worked to a certain point and both of these pitchers were great and they were throwing it where they wanted it and getting those calls, fine. I'm all good with that. But you can't have one out of every 10 pitches. Who knows what the call's going to be? You know, like, that's that's where you run into, like, some of this, I don't know, some of the nonsense with the umps that drives me insane. Right. And, you know, uh, the one thing I did like about the game, and, and I know this has kind of been something on Cubs Twitter that's been crazy. Like, some people love Sutcliffe and Hughes. I would be in the love department. Other people didn't like it as much. I love Sutcliffe, man. I, I like a guy that loves the team and, and, and cheers with passion and has a little bit of homerism as, as opposed to some guy that could give a shit about the Cubs. Okay, so when it's Sutcliffe and the booger, the green goblin, the bat in the cave, I'm tired. I do not like that. That is just, that's fucking annoying because he's not, I don't know. They don't work that well together, but him and Hughes, that's a nice pair. Like I, I do actually like that. Like, you know, and, and Pat Hughes, I think is, you know, obviously he's made a career out of uh, trying to call a game with some, you know, Homer in there, <laughs> you know, doing whatever. So he's great at that. And I, I'm with you. Carly, I actually really did like Sutcliffe paired with Pat Hughes. I, yeah, I just don't like, and, and honestly, I thought I hated Sutcliffe before that, but it's, it's really just the way that him and Boog work together that I don't like. I, I will say this much. I feel like 
He's in like at every time <laughs> Sutcliffe says something like, he's like, well, let me tell you uh, how I feel about that. And I'm always like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Canceled. <laughs> Here's how he's going to case. You, you got your finger on the cancel button. Yeah. Oh, here, comes his, here comes his Mark Grace moment. <laughs> here, here comes his, here comes his uh, Bob Bradley, you know, and I'm just, and I just feel like it's going to happen, but that's also very exciting television you know where you always feel because Sutcliffe I mean he brought up Trevor Bauer which is a bit of a third rail thing he brought that up on the broadcast he also brought up the Aroldis Chapman trade today which I was like we're kind of trying to pretend that never really happened and we're, you <laughs> <No>. know, <laughs> like if we could just not talk about that that'd be cool um but I would just uh, say though that that you know I think maybe it could partially be the fact that it's very for for some of us it's very similar to listening to Harry Carey call a yeah. game back in the day where it's where where he's just having fun with the game and telling stories and it's like listening to your drunk uncle at the ball game you know that's well, all I've and he's watching the game he's yeah. actually Every, watching he, he, and enjoying not, the yeah He's not telling stories about shit that you don't understand why he's telling the story. He's fucking watching the game and then explaining things through stories that he's seeing. No, and that's why I say I liked him with Pat Hughes because I used to, I mean, Ron Santo and Pat Hughes is my gold standard of a game. I could, I could go back and probably just listen to a whole game they did, even though it's, you know, from 10 years ago. Like just because I just enjoyed that. I really liked it. And that's what I'm saying. I think. Pat brings out sort of the he he's able to ground the game in such a way that when Sutcliffe is telling his stories or talking about things, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to go off the rails. You know, yeah. he's not going to say something and then somebody else is going to say something. And pretty soon you're you know, you're talking about the Mars rover or some shit, you know? Yeah. Eric, well, I mean, Eric this game did have a little bit of uh, deja vu to start off when you had Vargas uh, botching one and the Diamondbacks go up one nothing. Oh, yeah. but- it was it, no, all – Vargas is bad. Like, as, as much – and every time he makes even a good play, that's fine. But it doesn't make up for all the mistakes that – the routine grounder that he just cannot handle. It just eats him up. The balls that he, I mean, sure, he knocked one down, keeps it in the infield. I don't care, two runs score to the play or whatever it would be. You know, it's not good enough. I totally agree. Um, now, what do you think about Kyle Hendricks? He worked again with Jan Gomes. This is the Jan Gomes game, first of all. He comes out, he hits a home yep. run. Finally, he ties the it up. First, after- the first home run off oh. of Gallon all season. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, that, that was 32 innings, by the way, it took for him to get that. Uh, wisdom, uh, still more strikeouts, by the way, in this one. But uh, the what do you think of Kyle Hendricks' performance? A lot of fly balls. I felt like they were kind of squared them up, but they, but I don't know. You got a dead ball and you got a big ballpark. I mean, uh, you know, here's the thing: is that I knew after Kyle's last start in San Diego, like if you listen to the post game and stuff like that, he must have mentioned Gomes a thousand times. He totally saw him campaigning to have Gomes be his every. Yep, and he, and, and he did it again after this game because he said early in the game he didn't have his fastball. It wasn't where he wanted it, and Gomes just kept talking to him and telling him to get on top of it, get the angle that he needed. And Kyle was like, and, and by the third or fourth inning, I did. I got back to it, and it was working. And he's like, that normally doesn't happen for me. you know. But he was he really made a point of saying Gomes was in my ear talking to me about how to get there and he never went away from that fastball he just kept 
forcing him to fucking throw it. Yeah. And, and, which and is Hendricks, interesting. Hendricks goes 5.2. He didn't have the strikeout stuff that he did last time, but he got two. Oh, David Ross loves bringing in F. Ross to get one out, doesn't he? Well, I mean, <laughs> if you need the out and you needed it uh, right there, and so you got it, Daniel Norris came in and actually pitched pretty well. Uh, he struck out the side plus uh, an extra the guy, yeah. so he ends up uh, striking out. Everybody faced it's the best, definitely his best out in the year. Uh, Givens uh, goes .2, gives up a hit. Um, and then uh, no, Wick yep. came in and made it pretty interesting. He did end up striking out the side in the end of everything, but he gives up a walk, a run, two hits, so it wasn't a great outing for Wick at, at that point. But Gomes also be making it the Gomes game by uh, with the bases loaded, singling uh, singling in uh, Wilson, I believe. And yeah, then Wilson scores. Yeah, yeah and, and then, then there was a, a walk. Yeah, base, Ortega, bases loaded walk. Yeah, what walked in walks Suzuki. and Hayward grounds out. Which is funny because, or, yeah, Ortega, Ortega uh, is up there, and I'm wondering, like, and Rivas didn't have a great game the day before, so maybe that's why they go lefty Ortega instead of left, uh, left lefty um, uh, Rivas. But I'm thinking, you need the base hit here. Why is it Ortega? And I'm like, what is he up there to walk? And that's exactly because <laughs> that's all. That's Ortega's whole OBP game is just walk, walk, walk. So he he did a great job of it, and uh, it walked in. It it worked out great. I was going to say walked out great. It walked out great. And then um, Jay Hay, which is hilarious, the the uh, <laughs> the uh, four three that he hits into all the time, occasionally. Will turn into an RBI but and not count as an at bat. It, it didn't have enough momentum to get to the fielder. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he that bat yeah sawed off right in his hand. And the Cubs overall, they struck out thirteen times. This was a pitcher's du- duel. Cubs out hit eight to four, but they won four to two. The two errors were super costly in this game. You almost booted this one away, but you didn't do it. And the pitching really held up, as I mentioned before, um, except for in the end, it made it way too interesting. And that's got to be and, – and, Carl, I saw you tweeted this out too about uh, Ted Barrett. It's got to be tough with him behind the plate the whole time because all this year he's been one of the worst umps based upon accuracy – in 2022 so far this year. So overall accuracy on the year for Ted Barrett was 91.79. So I don't know if I'm looking at a well-pitched game or Ted Barrett just being a massive factor in the fact that nobody can hit or both. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got good pitchers and a bad ump. That's a bad combination for the hitters. You know what I mean? Oh, right. (laughs) It truly is. It's one of those things where you're like, look, neither of these guys really need any extra help. You're going to give them another couple inches. Just forget about it. It it drives you nuts when you see that. Like, like I said, I think it was, there were bad calls on both sides. Um, And that's why you didn't see either team really score many runs. Right. Yeah. And and that's, yeah. Cause you, like you said, those guys will just live on that extra two inches oh, yeah. and the batters are looking at it going, that's outside or it's inside, wherever it is, it's not a strike. And, and in, they just keep getting it called. And in today's game, Sutcliffe liked what he saw so much. He's thinking that we are take our stocked minor league and start trading them away and add it to the <laughs> team. Because if you look up and down this lineup, you just add to something like this. You got your leadoff hitter with a 670 OPS in Ortega. You got Gomes at a 620, Hayward 552 OPS. This is what you add to 
<laughs> and uh, you will be a world a world beater, the champions of the world. Um, yeah, Cubs win today. You get the leadoff homer from Ortega. It's one nothing. Then it's one, and then it's two nothing as Peewizzy hits one out. Now it's two nothing. Um, then Vargas's defense makes it two to two, and, uh, and he's <laughs> just a little fact on Ortega because they brought it up a lot. You know, it was his birthday today. Birthday. He's the second Cub to ever hit a home run on his birthday, a leadoff home run on his birthday. The other guy the other I never even heard Walton. of. Who? Was yeah, I, I'm. Oh, what? I missed the actual home run. I watched it later. Uh, was that the very first pitch or was it the second pitch? I think it was the second pitch. I don't remember. The second I don't remember, pitch. But it was, it was fun to watch. And, it was, and uh, Sutcliffe took, told a good story about Wisdom Mao. You know, he was just frustrated even last night and had his head down. And Sutcliffe's walking through the clubhouse and says, hey, you guys won. Get your head up. Tomorrow's another day. You're going to go get him. And then he hits a home run. So um, good to see for, for Wisdom and, and, and Ortega. Uh, Vargas' defense almost cost him again. But then at the end, Wisdom had a double that I thought I thought off the bat was a home run. I mean, it's just shocking how many balls I've seen this year that you thought that's gone, and all of a sudden it just it doesn't. And so, you know, he gets that double. And then Frank the Tank, who we, we've talked about some of his struggles this year, and he actually was not even on the road trip to begin with, ends up with an RBI single that uh, wins the game for him. Little, yeah, little, he didn't blooper. Yeah, I think so. Schwindel kind of, if you just look at the numbers, I don't think he had the greatest road trip, but he went two for four in the game and he, he had a good road trip. Right. He almost won the, that game at the end of that San Diego with a walk off grant, not walk off, but go ahead grand slam. It would have been, right. it didn't get out. But no, he, he hit the ball hard and he had, he went two for four today. And it's funny because the only reason he's on the team is because of COVID. And I guess I, I mean, and I don't know what they, their plan is with them now. Let's 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 talk about that for a second. Just because, think about this: you're going on a West Coast trip, which the Cubs always suck on West Coast trips. You have bizarre, weird ass injuries, and you have COVID. So you lost David Robertson. You lost uh, Marcus Stroman on the trip. You don't have. Uh, you got uh, Suzuki was injured for most of the trip. Yeah, the uh, first game he jammed his leg, right? Right, and so he has like you know half a start until today, and then you had uh, Nico that you lost, and then you were facing you know a good San Diego team, uh, a Diamondback team that had some you know just some of the most phenomenal starting pitching, and you came out of here four and two. I mean, I think that's kind of what got all jacked up. It's like you know it was a really a good road trip to have, and they needed it in the worst possible way. I looked at this stretch of teams that we were facing, whether it was the Brewers or the White Sox. So, I mean, you take a look at some of the pitchers they had to face. I mean, that would have been tough even with, like, the 2018 Cubs. That was that was a hell of a good stretch of pitching that they had to face. Yeah, and, if and, only you know, they hadn't gone 0-5 at home before they were, you know, like. Just, Owen, I believe it was 0-5. Oh, yeah, it was 0-5, yeah. It was 0-5 at home before they left and went 4-2. Like, if they could have just split that or, you know. Again, look at the names that they had to pay. You know, again, sometimes that's just the way it works. The schedule works. Nothing you can do. But when you talk about having to face Kershaw and you talk about having to face Giolito and you talk about Freed and you talk about some of these guys, uh, you know, that they had to face, I mean, it was a a gallon is another one on, on yesterday. I mean, it was a really, really tough stretch of games. And and the record reflects it. It wasn't a great, you know, and, and I knew it. And so I'm just glad it ended the way it is. You have an opportunity, and we'll talk about it in the next segment, about the Pirates coming up, and then you see these D-backs again. But six games, 
Well, I tell you, it's kind of a surprising, and it, we're into the middle of May, and the season started late and stuff. But, but the Cubs won the first two games of the season on a Thursday and a Saturday. They have only won two home games since then, and are now four and eleven at home, and eight and nine on the road. Wow! So uh, something to something to watch, like. Uh, Hey, uh, maybe uh, quit with the cup snakes and uh, focus on the game a little bit. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> right. Maybe cheer on your team a little bit. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, know, and maybe we should do the wave like they did today in uh, in Arizona. God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just said oh, that man. to to see Crawley's face. So let's take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come back. We're talking about some of the injuries and Andrelton Simmons, who came back today, and so we're getting some guys back. Reinforcements are coming, I guess, but. Uh, Anyway, uh, take a quick break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by ColorCast. Uh, ColorCast is a free, live, audio-only sports talk platform, uh, which you can download and use with us. So you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time, uh, watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, live game watches together and you can share your own experiences with hot takes on the app so all you need to do is you go and download the ColorCast app free at the ios app store they're working on an android version you create a profile you link your twitter and you join the let's say mlb group uh you follow the sunranto show at sunranto show to be notified when the room goes live and uh we go live right now Pretty much every Wednesday, but we sometimes do Sundays. And now that the season started, we're sometimes doing live game watches and calling the game ourselves. We just have a lot of fun on there. And uh, you can come and talk to us. Just have a good time and hang out. So download ColorCast and bring your spiciest takes. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. All right, here's some injury updates for you. 
Uh, this from Jordan Bastion at ML Bastion. Uh, Justin Steele, this is before he did start today. And Oh, we didn't even mention Justin Steele as 10 strikeouts. That's a great performance. And, and here's what, let me say this about Justin Steele is that, uh, you know, got a little bit rocky, got a little bit dicey when he had that leadoff walk, came around and scored. And they showed the statistics of once he goes, you know, how usually they don't let pitchers face the third, the order a third time through. They were saying how uh, Steele was getting hit hard the second time through, and it looked like the same thing happened today, but he was able to kind of give you a little bit more uh, length out of the start today. Yeah, and they and <laughs> there's not been a whole lot of uh, quality. That was, I think I heard today, like the fourth or fifth fifth quality start that the Cubs have even had this year. So, and, uh, and yeah, Justin Steele, who we were kind of worried about as his performances from his First performance, we did. He did quite well against the Brewers. Kind of started going downhill and slipping, but th- this was great. Ten strikeouts, which I heard they hadn't done in two years. They said on the broadcast today. Um, yeah, he did. He did great. But uh, anyway, he's back, and that was after he had left with a thumb issue in his last start. Um, but Nico Horner, uh, he actually went to the IL. That it was tweeted out that he had started light baseball activities, and now I think he's on the IL. Did you see that as well? Yeah, because they called Simmons out, so it was a corresponding move. Corresponding yep. move. Andrelton Simmons is back. And um, Roberts, uh, he started a throwing program. Newcomb, who I kind of forgot was on the team, um, he's uh, has a ankle issue and has reserve, resumed th- throwing as well. But uh, Andrelton Simmons has come back. And uh, it, I don't know if it's the best of reinforcements. Maybe we'll see some better plays at shortstop. I really hope so. But um, he's in uh, AAA Iowa, two for 24, two walks, seven Ks for a .083 average, 154 OBP, .083 slugging for a 237 OPS in six games. And that's yeah. what four million bucks is getting you. But. Maybe the defense will be better than Ildemaro Vargas. It was, it, was, yeah. it was a small sample size. I mean, obviously, Simmons' offense hasn't been great the last couple of seasons, so it's not like a new thing. But, again, you see what bad defense gets you. You know what? I don't give a shit if – you know, I don't want to say if he doesn't get a hit, but, you know, you can't just keep having these innings. This pitching staff doesn't have what it takes to keep surviving that. It's just unreal. Yeah. So, yeah. you got, you got to get people that can field the ball, especially at shortstop. You can – you can get away with putting somebody in left field and hiding them or something like that, but you can't have butchers at the shortstop. It just can't happen. Yep. Yeah, and you can you can thank that trip to Illinois for Horner as uh, the reason that you know we're still keeping some of these guys on the team. You know that's why they did it. It's like they just had an opportunity, I think, to send them to Illinois, which makes them not have to make a decision about somebody else. And, you know, he gets a little bit of a break and, you know, to work back, but it didn't. And don't for, don't forget, it's retroactive to when the injury happened. Yeah, well, and uh, right, so it's it's going to be like what six days, something like that. Yeah, I'm, uh, and uh, also uh, Nick Madrigal is still on the the IL as well. Plus, and I guess we're probably hoping that Marcus Stroman is going to come back and maybe pitch on Tuesday. Uh, if he can test negative and feels okay from having COVID. Uh, Facebook user, who I'm not sure who this is, says Glass Nico. And I don't know. I mean, that's that's tough with this one because if you remember, <laughs> he, he, he the umpire was crappily positioned. Yeah, the fat-ass umpire right up, right up behind him. 
Yeah, so Nico hit him, and uh, yeah, Eric Campbell said Horner running into the ump. What the fuck was that? I agree. Like, what was that? That's a kind of a freak injury. Nico's had trouble staying on the field last couple of years for various reasons. So I, I mean, it's something to watch, but it's. I guess it depends how you come back from an injury. Like, is he going to come back and be hitting like he was, which was pretty well. He's hitting a lot of doubles, hitting for average. Fitting for power, he looks big and strong, uh, making good plays. Uh, I was enjoying. His I think jump this is. Throws. You saw the difference too in the defense. His defense was greatly improved this year, and so, I mean, I don't think he's a glass, but I do think that he does have. You know, he, he doesn't do you any good if he's not on the field. Right, and and I'm actually. I wish he hadn't been banged up because, yeah, with Madrigal in Illinois as well you could have put Simmons in there at short and moved him over to second, which, you know, Hey, he's a lot better at short than he, than he has been for sure, but he's still not as good at short as he was at second. And it would be nice to have him at his best position. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, what they do when everybody's healthy. And uh, Nick G writes in, here's a question. When Bodie is healthy, is VR DFA'd, uh, I mean, someone's got to. I mean, you can't have them all. And VR has been a decent bat, but a, also a butcher in the fields and booted a few games away. I think you got to tighten that stuff up. I, I don't see. And he'll probably pick up with somebody else. But if you. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we got to see with Bodie. It's been a long time since he's played baseball. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be something that's going to be worth worrying about too much right now. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens. Obviously, well, he, you know, he's going to have an extended rehab in Iowa, probably. Don't you think? Yeah, he is. So, right. I mean, they could with the surgery, all that stuff. They could literally just almost leave him down there for months still, you know? And uh, a little more injury news, although this isn't for the big league club, but Ed Howard uh, took a spill. I don't know if you watched that play. but That hip injury, right? Hip injury. So that's tough because that's going to stunt his development. And I know he's a big part of the the concept of the Cubs' future. So you hope he he, he figures that out. It sucks because it's a serious injury. He kind of struggled last year at Myrtle Beach. But, you know, there's a lot of questions if he was going to play again in Myrtle Beach, and they said, hey, we trust you. You got this. They put him up in South Bend. They they gave him a promotion, and it was paying off. He was looking really good. Things were looking good. It just, you know, it's a bad throw, I think, from the shortstop to the first baseman, and the first baseman and the, and collides with him, and, and next thing you know, you know, it's, it's just – it's heartbreaking too because, you know, we all – have seen Ed Howard grow up and watch his progress. And, and it just is very, and he was so excited too. I t- we talked to him when we were out in South Bend. Uh, I talked to him, I talked to his dad uh, for a little bit and, and everyone was excited about the fact that so much of the family, it was just a real quick drive to go see him as opposed to being in Myrtle beach. And it was just, everything seemed like it was coming together and it just breaks my heart that this happened to this kid. Cause he really is such a nice guy. Yeah. Now, there's no word, I think, yet about how long he'll be out, but it seems like it's going to be it, a while. It's not a short stint. That's that, We'll put it that way. I don't I don't know. Yeah. So it's a very sad state of affairs, very sad situation. But uh, the Tennessee Smokies, though, combined for a no-hitter, and I know we don't really consider these as actual no-hitters, but I didn't even know these guys. Peyton Remy, mm-hmm. Dennis Correa, and 
Ayuri Ramos? Yeah. I, I mean, these guys aren't really on anybody's top prospects list, mm-hmm. are they? No, no. All but, I want to know is who is catching for him because we're going to need catchers soon. But but the main and the other thing to kind of take a look at is, is is the depth, the amount of depth. And you don't hear about some of these guys because of all the other guys you're hearing about. But it's good to have depth. And what you hope with is that you know out of these three guys, maybe one makes it to the show. But you hope that you can get someone that just flies under the radar that comes out of nowhere that looks, you know, really good. And maybe all of a sudden, you know, one day Peyton Remy's starting at Wrigley and we're like, hey, remember, that's the guy that did this. And maybe he's somebody that really puts something together. So, Well, if you think about Max Bain, like he wasn't necessarily on people's radar till a little bit after that, right? right? And so uh, until uh, very recently, in fact, and now he just got moved up a level and did quite well. I, I forget where he's he's pitching in Tennessee now, I think. He's at Tennessee, yes. Yeah, so so, so he got moved Franklin. up. There, there's been there's been a lot of movement going on, and if you've been watching the Cubs minor leagues, uh, they have really everybody. All the teams are just doing phenomenal. They are really <laughs> South Bend, Tennessee, Iowa, uh, all of them. Uh, Robert Sanchez uh, writes in and goes, "Don't knock combined no hitters. Reds threw one and lost. Yeah, that did happen today against the team yep. we're facing next. My- is the Pirates. <laughs> the Pirates beat the Reds one nothing, um, and the Reds had eight innings of no hit ball. So technically, it wasn't a no hitter because they were the uh, visiting team, so they didn't get to even uh, try to throw a ninth, but." Um, so uh, we're going to do something uh, that we're going to look at from time to time, which is a Michael Cotton's DHO meter. So let me play the drop real quick because it's stupid. <laughs> Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Shit. For the for the, pod- <laughs> for the podcast listeners, that is a uh, the sound of a coconut blowing up. So, um, <laughs> all right. I don't well, know yeah, I mean, like- just stupid. <laughs> I enjoy it. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna check in on this, and I look at the the league uh, DH as well as the league nine spot versus the Cubs DH and the Cubs nine spot as well. So um, the DH stat line right now is two twenty eight, three oh eight, three seventy nine for a six eighty six OPS. So um, I don't know, DH is a that's that's the league average, yes. So the DH is kind of like a, a defensive first catcher, basically, is what you're telling me. <laughs> right, yeah. And so the DH's BABIP is 275 right now. That is the lowest of any position except for catcher. Yeah. So the catchers are worse, BABIP, and then it's the DH. So they're not seeing much. Now, that being said... In the three true outcomes, they are first in home runs with 125, first in walks, and first in strikeouts as well. So, I mean, they are doing the three true outcomes with the DH, and I guess that is sort of the point of it, which I don't – I mean, that's kind of the most boring parts of baseball, sort of, but I don't know. Um, But going against that – uh, is the nine-hole hitter, right? Because it's my theory that the nine-hole hitter is only on the team because you have a DH, right? So this guy would normally not be there. They are hitting 223, 293, 336 for a 629 OPS, which 228 
is the batting average for a DH, and two twenty three is the nine hole hitter. That's that's pretty rough. I'm going to put both of these stats in the chat so that everybody can can visualize them. Just yeah, and and then the uh, the BABIP for the nine hole hitter is two ninety, and that's second only to the number two hole hitter. And uh, but they are they are last in home runs with sixty nine. Nice. They are last in walks, uh, but they are fourth in strikeouts. But that's also partially because they get the least amount of at bats. Still well. better than a pitcher. Yep, it is. It is still better than a pitcher, but it's more about the whole that the DH was going to change the whole landscape of you know baseball and all this shit. It really doesn't make that huge a difference. Well, how do the uh, Cubs now, stack up against? Them? Yeah, let's see how the Cubs are stacking up. So the Cubs DH this year is. A 212, 301, 348 for a 649 OPS, which is, those are all well below the league average. So they're the, they're one of the teams driving that DH average down. Um, their BABIP is 271. And, uh, the three true outcomes is tough, like to understand how that works, but they, they have two home runs this year. They have 14 walks and they have 31 strikeouts for an OPS plus of 90. So they're, they're 10 points below the average DH. And, uh, the Cubs nine hole hitter is hitting 243. So like a full 31 what? points higher are, than the are DH. Nine hole hitters hitting better than a DH. Yeah. 270. Yeah. Yeah. 277, uh, OBP or on base and, uh, 327 slugging, so 604 OPS. So they're still like lower, but that feels like, oh my God, this, they must have so many less home runs. Remember what I said? Two home runs for the DH. The nine hole hitter has one, four walks, 24 strikeouts. I think, you know, when you talk about OPS plus of 92. When you look at the Cubs DH system, you know, with oh, DH, better. for we've talked about this. For some reason, Ross keeps wanting to put Gomes in the catch in the DH. And Gomes doesn't hit home runs. He did today. You know, well, or, or, I'm yeah. sorry, he did yesterday, yesterday against Allen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's just not a home run. But he hitter. was he wasn't DH in that day either. Right. What I'm just saying is, just in general, <laughs> he does. We've always questioned what we have a DH for if Ross is not putting guys, and then he has put Schwindel, who had you know hit home runs. But they were hoping he'd hit more, and 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 he hasn't. Um, when you talk about the DH in the nine spot, you know, I, I kind of think a lot about. Uh, I always liked when Ross would kind of put like, say, either Magical or Horner batting first, and then the other flip them and hit them ninth. You go to yeah. So you have like two leadoff hitters in a row right in front of your quote-unquote sluggers, like, and a lot of times they would bat Wilson second. So if right. you can get those so you two get a- on. Yeah. Two, three, yeah, you get a three-hole guy sort of there. Um, no, it, it, and I'm with you. Like, the way that they're using it, I don't know, is you don't really know because it's – sometimes there's guys that just aren't doing anything. I mean, Hermosillo has been there and uh, Ortega has been there a few times, and you're just like, eh, why, why are these guys hitting DH? But it, it goes back to the whole, like, thing. Everybody's like, oh, this is going to create jobs, and there's going to be new D- – Nope, nobody uses it like that. There's no, there's not a DH on the Cubs. There isn't. And 
you know, it's just a random, you know, who can we get up there and stuff. And then listening to the game today, I'm, I'm hearing, uh, uh, Coom Dog talk about how, how hard it is to be a DH because you don't get into the game and you can't do the, I'm like, wait a second. Are we arguing against the DH now? Like we've had it for a fucking month and now like the announcers who have been like, Oh, let's get the DH in there. Everybody wants a DH. And then a month in, they're like, you know, this yeah. is pretty hard. This is really, yeah. <laughs> not a fan. So, I'm not uh, I, I still do prefer. The pitcher in there, and I know people think I'm I'm crazy for that, but you know what? On the defensive side, I would much rather see that pitcher in the nine hole than our nine hole who's hitting two forty three. Well, luckily, if we do have to talk about the DH more this year, uh, Corey Furlong made our made us a cotton freak outometer based upon your um your uh Kyle Hendricks rant from last uh, show when you I went off it. about him getting pulled. And uh, it's the Cotton Freak Out a Meter. Uh, Carlos Zambrano is the lowest level, if that tells you where it goes from there. <laughs> then, then you go Larry Boa, Don Zimmer, Lou Pinella, up to Lee Ely Arant. So uh, that's was when you really get into the deep, dark red. So Okay, so oh, okay, where, where was I on that? Uh, where was I on the, the Hendricks thing? I think you were at about a Pinella. <laughs> you might have been Elia because you really did waste like 20 minutes of the show <laughs> bitching about the same thing like over and over and over. Well, it, the only reason it took that long is because I was shocked that everybody in the chat was like <laughs> chiming in and absolutely against me. I was yeah. I was actually blown away by that. And then it was just an argument with those guys. I'll tell you what I wanted to happen so bad, <laughs> like even though I'm a huge Cubs fan, like I wanted uh, Kyle Hendricks like to get knocked out after the second inning, just so, like in this. Just last so you arc, can say, so I can come on this show and be like, "See, Cotton, 116 pitches. That's too much." Kyle was spent. And now he's garbage, and it's all nope, your all, fault. <laughs> all I heard for the Kyle Hendricks start was, "Kyle Hendricks is so durable. He can just pitch as all he wants. He's he's you know he's never heard like he's got a great delivery. All this stuff. All I heard for that game that he pitched 5.2." was how durable he was, which, you know, the game before, he wasn't durable enough to go one more out. He wasn't. No, he was spent. So, And also, people were in that chat saying that stuff to you because they want you to freak out because they're entertained by it. Probably. So is what happened. You were getting trolled hard on your own show. So <laughs> that's what happened to you. Um, so anyway, uh, we're going to take another Quick commercial break. This one is for uh, sunranto.com slash shopping. If you have anything to buy, including tickets for this week's series when the Cubs come back to Wrigley Field, you can find you can buy it all through sunranto.com slash StubHub and our shopping links. It's how we keep the lights on in the podcast, at podcast in addition to uh, your Patreon support. So we'll be right back. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. 
But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sunranto show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. The Sunranto show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers who we call the Super Ranters. Well, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's Perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year. And... Uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries, guitar strings. Well, it all just adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and beyond. Help us produce the Sunranto show. You know, if you would buy each of us a $12 beer at Wrigley just for doing the Sun Ranto show, then join at the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. That's spelled like sportsdrink but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out.
Well, we have a chance to improve our home record against uh, two what we thought were bad teams that it doesn't seem like they are quite as bad because the Cubs are actually in fourth place behind the third-place Pirates right now who managed to win a game while getting no hit today. So they're coming off a little bit of luck. Uh, and the Cubs are 2-4 and four versus the Pirates uh, this year despite beating them 21 to nothing on April 23rd for one of the largest margins of victory in a shutout ever uh, for the Chicago Cubs. They lost the first two games to Cincinnati, though, at home, and then they won Saturday, and today, well, they got no hit. They won again. Uh, they uh, had, you know, they had uh, – we got to talk for a second. I was uh, texting with uh, Billy DeVore about Hunter Green, who uh, was pitching for the Reds. This dude throws 100, and he wasn't doing that towards the end of the game as he was in, I think it was like 118 pitches before they finally took him out. He had walked two guys in a row. He was obviously spent. He was up there throwing breaking balls, trying to get through the game, really is what it was, to get the no-hitter. Couldn't couldn't quite do it. Um, but, man, this guy's a stud for Cincinnati, and I, I don't know if, if you turn terrible, that game on at all. Terrible name, though. His parents need to be slapped for naming him Hunter Green. Come on. Yeah. That's just fucked up. They, you know, they, they got the 64-pack of Crayola, and they're like, this is a perfect name for our son. At least his name isn't Burnt Orange. Could be worse. <laughs> so uh, I looked up the comparative offensive stats, and this probably won't surprise you guys, but I looked up the comparative offensive stats between the Cubs and the Pirates, and they are literally – right next to each other, back-to-back, either one's ahead of each other by one or two teams or one's behind the other by one or two teams, all either average or below average in every single offensive stat that you could think of. Uh, The teams are just a few ticks apart. So that's a little disheartening, I know, for Cubs fans to think about that we have an equal offense to the Pirates. In fact, they're slightly better uh, across the board, but just it's so slight it doesn't even matter. But the Cubs, where it matters, is scoring runs, right? Probably because of that 21-run onslaught, have scored nine more runs overall than the Pirates this year. So, um, And then pitching-wise, <laughs> pitching the Cubs are actually a lot better. Uh, the team's uh, Cubs ERA, team ERA, is a half a run better than the Pirates. And the Pirates ha- actually have the fourth-worst bullpen ERA. Their bullpen is terrible. And the Cubs ERA is uh, bullpen ERA is 339, which is not no slouch right now, and it's the ninth in the in the majors. Plus, um, both bullpens give up uh, more uh, a lot of too many homers, in my opinion. Uh, both top ten in a bad way, and uh, the difference is they walk a lot of guys and then give up a homer. The Cubs aren't doing that. They're as their average. Uh, the Cubs still have the most strikeouts out of their bullpen, and it's not necessarily because we're taking a whole lot of innings. We're only ninth most in innings pitched, whereas the Pirates, they don't really have a starting pitching staff, and their bullpen has taken the second most innings pitched in the majors. Right I'm, I'm actually so. surprised about that. The, the Cubs are the ninth most in innings pitched because I really have felt like the bullpen Bullpen has had to take quite a few innings this year, but I mean, they have. Now it's top, t- it's top third. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's just I was. It would be. It would. You would think it would be top five. Yeah, yeah. Like 
Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be right up there. I mean, there's, you know, there's the pirates and there's maybe the, the rays that, you know, that's their plan to do I that. I can tell so. you right now who, who it is. Um, Chicago Cubs actually dropped to 10th. Uh, ahead of us are the Detroit Tigers. I believe they're in last place. The Nationals in last place. Boston Red Sox and Orioles, I think, fighting for last place. Texas Rangers stink. The Twins, they're taking a lot, uh, although they're playing pretty well. I last I looked, and maybe not now, but um, they're in first place in their division. Okay, so. yeah. So they're so their bullpens keeping them in, and they're taking a lot of innings. And then uh, then you got the Reds, the Pirates, and the Rays, who always do it. So they have two teams that are doing it well, and everybody else is terrible, and that's why they're doing it, <laughs> including us. That's it. we round off that top ten. So we're all just kind of in that mix, and we're not one of the we're not, but we're number one in strikeouts, and, and that and is it, something. And again, it's you saw Steele able to go a little bit longer today. You're you're still waiting for you know Wade Miley and Drew Smiley, the Miley Smiley team, to to start kind of. Obviously, uh, Wade didn't have much of a spring training, so I mean he's definitely not on his game yet. But you're hoping he gets to go longer. Uh, Smiley, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. Yeah, well, we'll we see had, him. You know, and Stroman was just warming up before he ended up. Uh, he was just getting hot when he got uh, when he was put on the. Uh, COVID list. Yeah, well, we'll see them both, and I, I got a few numbers for them in a second. But uh, defensively, the Pirates, we got to take advantage of this. So you talk about running running, uh, maybe wild on the bases. Maybe you can do that here. Force this defense to make plays because they have the most errors in the MLB. If you think we're butchers out there, uh, even with Key Brian Hayes, uh, man in third base, they're, they're not good. They don't have anything resembling a shortstop on this team. Um, uh, the, well, neither did we for a second. Yeah. This, this is going to be the, the battle of the most errors versus the most toot glands. Yeah. In the and league. Because the Cubs, they have the sixth worst defensive efficiency rate ratio, or as we call it on this show at 685, which is the incredibly dropping defensive efficiency ratio. <laughs> we're getting worse. Um, still better than the White Sox, by the way. And, uh, and Tony LaRusa and the butchers over there. But uh, Pirates are just slightly below league average, so their dirt is slightly better than ours, even though they lead the league in errors. Uh, both teams' catchers are slightly below average in throwing runners out, so we might just see a lot of action on the base pads. It's supposed to be warmer at Wrigley, um, and I'll get. And here's the weather right now. Um, it's this might be the first game Monday night where it'll be pleasant as hell to be at a baseball game. 74 degrees down to 52, just gorgeous tomorrow. And, of course, it's Monday, and nobody wants to go. <laughs> and then it drops, the weather drops down to 58 for the Tuesday game. 64, it's supposed to uh, – and, and rainy on Wednesday for that night game, unfortunately. That's going to be a night game. I don't know why they refuse to do day game getaway days because it just gets colder and crappier as the, the day usually wears on. But it's supposed to rain that day. And then uh, going into the weekend, uh, the four-game series with the Diamondbacks, more rain. So we'll see how that affects everything going forward as far as the pitch, uh, the pitching staff goes and how they light up things. But, um, yeah, it, Miley has been announced for this first game. So we only saw him the one time. Uh, he didn't do great. He walked five. Carly, I hope you're right that he's just – doing the spring training thing and just get I mean, going. You have no reason to believe otherwise, right? I mean, the guy has a track record. It's been pretty darn good. And, and you know, I'm not saying that he's going to be 
you know, a stud ace pitcher, but you should be able to count on him to get you six, five, six innings at least. Yeah, my my biggest concern with him was the fact that he was getting the two outs and then falling apart, you know, trying to get that third out because that makes me think it's more of a mental thing than it is a physical thing, and, and that can be a little bit harder to fix maybe. Yeah, and I mean, fun. you know, for Miley, I mean, that was just a really – I mean, hey, congratulations. Welcome back. Here are the Dodgers. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when I was sitting there and I was at the game, I was at the, was at the was Sunday the pod- night Padres, game. right? Is it the Padres? Yeah, the Padres. Still not e- Either way, that, just, a, just a really good team that it just wasn't easy to get through. So, you know. Yeah, that was the one game that they lost in San Diego. And I believe he was kind of the victim of some bad defense as well in that game, too. I wouldn't be surprised. But the Pirates have seen him a whole heck of a lot. And uh, Jake Marisnik's actually on this team. Former Cub does quite well against him. So does Kevin Newman. Does quite well against him. Vogelback's got a home run. Michael Chavez uh, has got a home run. Roberto Perez has a home run. So they've seen him quite a bit. They're actually batting 347 off Miley collectively over there. And the guys who have seen him at Pittsburgh. So what, you should, what you're saying is I should play Key Brian Hayes and beat the streak. Yeah, either who's four for six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sees it pretty well. Um, either him. I mean, I think you could pretty much uh, – Take your pick of uh, a lot of these pirates. So, yeah, uh, doesn't look good for us uh, as far as like the, at least what's happened. But maybe it'll be a reversion of the mean, and it'll help us out uh, somewhat. The pirates have not announced their starter yet, but Dylan Peters uh, started a game in L.A. that the pirates actually won. They beat the Los Angeles Dodgers was something was something the Cubs that didn't manage to do so far. And uh, this was on May 11th. He went um, three innings pitched to Dylan Peters, a Pirates pitcher, and they'll probably bullpen game that, that out. So I'm, I'm guessing game two, uh, the Cubs don't have an announced starter and we're hoping could be Keegan Thompson. Maybe they sent him out there like they did in that spot start. He did pretty well in his four innings pitched. Uh, against San Diego. Could be Marcus Stroman. I hope it's Marcus Stroman because that gives us a better chance to win coming off the COVID IL. And we're going to be going up against JT Brubaker, who's 0-3 with a 534. Uh, the Cubs faced him, and uh, they got two off of him. Uh, in one earned, he pitched three innings pitch back in uh, – Back in April, Cubs lost that game four to three, but the Cubs are pretty good against him overall. Uh, you, Jonathan Villar's got a home run, uh, although he's on his way to getting DFA'd. But Hap's got good numbers. Contreras has good numbers. Um, so uh, uh, we'll see what we get. So uh, and then in game three, we got Drew Smiley. He's our he has been announced, and here's his games on the year right now. Uh, Ten, as I said, 10 hits against Arizona. That was his longest start of the year. So he gave us six innings. Cubs lost this one. Uh, and um, against uh, Dodgers, didn't do great. I mean, Drew Smiley, he's your fifth starter. Fourth, fifth. We're talking about the end of our bullpen or our end of our rotation here. So whatever he gives us, if he can give us six innings and of four-run ball, like that's kind of what you expect out of your fifth start, I would agree, I would guess. I'm hoping he's better, though, so we could trade him. Just right. saying. Um, Pirates versus Smiley. Uh, 
Brian Reynolds has two home runs. There are a lot of home runs off them. Uh, Roberto Perez has two home runs. Jake Marisnes has a home run. Michael Chavez has a home run. So, um, and, but overall, they're only batting 235 and 81 uh, plate appearances. So then you, we're going up against Mitch Keller, who um, last time he went out there versus Cincinnati, gave up five runs through 4.2 innings. In fact, he's given, given up five runs in his past two outings and um, is at, only two good outings on the entire year, one, one versus uh, Milwaukee and the other versus San Diego. But he's got a 661 earned run average, and he's 0-5. So here's your pick for beat the streak in that game, Ian Happ. Seven for 13 with two home runs against Mitch Keller. He loves hitting off him. Hayward's even got a home run off him, although he's only two for 12. And then there's just not much to see after that. So... Ian Happ on Wednesday, if you can remember that, Crawley. Um, there's your series, so I don't know how you how you guys uh, feel it about this Pirates team that just won. Um... Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Yes. What do you think, Crawley? What are we, what's happening? I'm going with the Cubs sweeping the series. Ooh. I think, feeling, uh, feeling good. They're uh, coming in hot, huh? Feeling good. I think the team, you know, that plane ride home after after a great four and two road uh, road trip, you take it. They're happy. I think that the Cubs, like I said, had a really tough stretch after facing everybody that they faced, and now coming back and having to face the Pirates. I just think it's going to be different. The weather is not going to be the thirty degrees that we've been dealing with. I think the one time that it was a nice day, Danny was saying our first nice day. The first nice day was a seventy degree day against Pittsburgh when he scored twenty runs. So yeah, that's true. Just keep that in mind. I think I think it's going to be a sweep. I think the Pirates. I mean, you have to have a hit, a little bit of a horseshoe up your ass if you're going to win a game where you've been no hit. But uh, I think that that luck is starting to wear off a little bit, and I think uh, I think the Pirates are coming down a little bit, and I think the Cubs are going to be going the other direction the next couple series. Um, I, I I I was actually thinking uh, Cubs go one and two. Because they kind of drop off coming home, feeling good about the four and two, you know, and then, you know, maybe drop the first two games because they kind of, you know, let it go a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're home and we just did good. And then they kind of don't show up. That's, that's my worry. T- Terry says Sutcliffe has Crawley jazzed. <laughs> That's why I like right, Sutcliffe. He gets me fired up. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's, it, I, I de- he definitely will do that. Um, it, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm more on the – I think I'm going to split the difference between you guys, and I'm going to just say the Cubs take two or three, and uh, and I have no reason why. <laughs> it's just because it's baseball. And, right. Yeah, and why not? Um, I'm, I'm looking for a good week. I mean, yeah, the Diamondbacks, they're, they're, they got a decent team. They've had good starting pitching, and then they come into town. And I, I do want to mention that I will try to get a just a, a preview episode – Maybe I'll do it day by day for the Patreon people and get that out as a podcast uh, because we're not going to be doing this. I guess I'm going into announcements right now, but uh, we're not going to be doing a Wednesday night show, but we, uh, we may be doing our color cast show, but I will be doing 
a uh, preview of the Arizona Diamondbacks series at some point for the Patreon subscribers. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you should be. I'll give you the matchups. I'll tell you what the Diamondbacks, we just saw them, but, uh, you know, we'll tell you what they, we'll dig in on the numbers a little bit better for the Patreon people. So patreon.com slash sunranto and be a part of it all. Um, Bleacher Bum Band is playing this Saturday. Michael Cotton's coming to town on Friday. We got uh, uh, Fergie Jenkins is going to be getting his statue, which I was down there by Wrigley. They're putting up all the statues right next to uh, the, in Gallagher Way. They got a big statue garden going up. Should be uh, – it'd be great. I mean, it's, I it's just, about freaking time. Can I just say something, though, here is that – I was really hoping they'd leave Ernie alone. I know, you know, the statue row, blah, blah, blah. But there was something, and maybe it was because I was actually there in front of Ernie. I felt like he was talking. He wasn't talking to me, but it was, I was that. I was like eye-to-eye contact. And I just remember just him pointing to the statue, talking about it. And it's like, you know, he was so proud that, you know, when you walked up to the marquee, he would be the first thing you'd really kind of see. You know what I mean? And it's not to take away from anything the other guys did. I just liked having Mr. Cub right there, right in front of the marquee. I, I wish they would have left that alone. You're going to have to have other statues up there eventually. So, you know, why not just leave Ernie where he is and keep filling in other statues? You have plenty of statues you can put in there. I agree with you because uh, Ernie Banks, he deserves to be separate from everybody else. I, You know, Mr. Cub, and I agree, he was like – he kind of welcomed – all the fans, it felt like he welcomed you to the the ballpark, you know, like he as was, he would have if he was alive. Yeah. Exactly. And now he's just going to be standing in line with all the other guys and it doesn't have that same kind of special quality. I, I do agree that that was a bit of an oversight on their part. Um, let's see if I can't. And this, no, no, this is all, what we talk about when blur. we talk about like the Cubs organization, just not really kind of having a pulse. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't know anything about the Cubs, put all the statues in a row. It'd be a great idea. But anyone that knew Ernie, like I was there when uh, Pearl Jam did their first show at Wrigley field and there was a horrible storm. And all of a sudden Eddie comes out and sings someday we'll go all the way with an acoustic guitar at Wrigley. And then Ernie comes out and he, he says, welcome to my house. You know what I mean? It was like, that was kind of his thing. And it was, I don't know. Yeah, he should be up there in the front. And like you said, they, they, they do have – they, I think they're making five or six pedestals. I actually didn't think to count how many there were. But if you only have Billy, Ronnie, Fergie, Ernie, there's like two more pedestals that will be there for – I don't know if they're going to end up moving. Harry? No, Harry, Harry my Harry understanding stays. stays. It's going to be uh, – it'll be Sandberg and – I don't know. I mean, you know, I I, I, I understand. Every, put a I know, big joint in Sandberg's hand. I know like, everybody. Uh, I know everybody. Wig does, on his head. You know, you think about Dawson, and you think about uh, you think about Maddox. And I remember uh, Maddox went in with nobody on his hat. Uh, he wanted to make that clear, and then uh, and then Dawson wanted to go in as a Cub, but his best years were with the Expos, and so they made him wear an Expo hat. He didn't. Well, like and Expos didn't have another Hall of Famer. He's the only one. So I think they wanted the right. team to be represented by somebody. Yeah, but I just, and- when, you, when you think about those two guys getting statues, uh, when you talk about Maddox, his best years were clearly with Atlanta. And when you talk about uh, Dawson, his best years were definitely with the Expos. Where when yeah. you think about everybody else on that list, you could easily make an argument. That maybe Fergie would be the only one that you'd say. Sosa. Hey, but- 
No, you know who it's going to be. It's going to be Sandberg, and then that last one. That's Tom Ricketts. The there you go. I had Tom Ricketts. No, I had that thought because they are so shameless. Like every time that they do anything, they put up a plaque of themselves. Like there's a plaque right in the front for Ricketts. There's a plaque on that wall for Ricketts, and it all is like the Wrigley Field was burning down, and it was being overtaken by Attila the Hun, and the villagers were being, you know, uh, burned by the, the stake and being put to the sword until Tom Ricketts came and saved everybody and and restored Wrigley to its former glory. And uh, I could see him being up there as an executive, doing a stupid statue for himself. Oh, God. Well, at least you know what? something to the face. So uh, my son was playing Xbox uh, 360 MLB, the show, 2013 today, and mm-hmm. he's playing with the Cubs, and they're at Wrigley. And I looked at the game, and I saw what Wrigley looked like before the big boards. Yeah. <sighs> Way better. I loved it. Yeah. It was. It, it really is – so much better. I, you know, and you forget, right? It's been so long, and you get used to it or whatever. But when I saw that today, and I'm like, oh my god, that was just such a better field. Like it was more uh, symmetrical. It was and any artist to tell you, any artist looking at it would tell you it just looked better. Yep. You know, I don't really even care about concrete falling on your head. It was part of the charm. <laughs> <laughs> Bring home a that, souvenir. <laughs> right. The, the red lobster nets on the ceiling to, to catch them. Exactly. That, that, yep. That's that's why they sold those uh, bleacher bum hard hats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got they one didn't. somewhere. Yeah. I should find so, it. So uh, bleacher bum band is playing at Output. The show is free. It's going to be right <laughs> after the game on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you should come. So get yourself a ticket, get yourself a Patrick Wisdom bobblehead, and come on over and watch the Bleacher Bum Band. On Saturday, we're going to be debuting a song about old style. Mm. So look for that. And then um, Marcus Stroman, there's, I don't, there can't be too many more tickets left to this one. Under uh, 30, I know for a fact. How many? Under 30. Under 30. Tickets left. This is going on Friday, May 27th, 6 to 10 p.m. out in Lake in the Hills, Illinois. Marcus Stroman will be at Club 400. You get a picture with Marcus Stroman, a swag bag uh, with an autographed Marcus Stroman baseball, free food, free drinks, including alcoholic drinks, live music, including me, uh, auctions, all the benefit, three great charities. We got Marcus Stroman's charity, charity Height Doesn't Measure Heart, as well as the Lost Boys and Club 400. So please, uh, if you want to come, yeah, it's it's go time. Like what else? What else do I have to say? And it's it's a great deal. I mean, with 200 bucks, you get all that, all of that. Yes, like it, if you can't drink your beer and food worth, and then get a ball and a, and a photo. Like I said, you and a you're party, doing it wrong, yeah, and a party, in Q and A, music, yeah. magicians. I mean, uh, yeah. you get to meet so many people. Uh, you're going to have uh, Levante is going to be down there with a, a bunch of kids. I think he has 20. We have a school bus of kids coming. So it's going to be a blast. Yeah. yeah. So come to that. Uh, and we're, we're going to be at the Fergie uh, 
ceremony on Friday. So look for us. We'll also be at, I know me and Cotton, we got tickets for the game Friday. So is Crawley. You're going to be in the bleachers and we're going to be sitting by where you usually sit. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'll be with my mom. So if you ever want to meet my mom, like this is your, your prime example. Of course, if it rains, she won't come and I'll have an extra ticket at which point ranters check your email because I'll be like, Hey, who wants to come to the game? So, uh, as I said, no regular show this Wednesday, but we will have a uh, some sort of something coming up. We don't know what, but we'll be definitely back with the regular show the following a week from today. The following Sunday will be the next big time Sunranto show, but we will be in contact with the Patreon people, especially before that, and on Colorcast. So uh, they're still sponsored the show, as far as I know. So, uh, flexing cubes. Who, All right. You have any flexing cube people? I do, and it, and it's going to fit in uh, with an ongoing theme for this show. Uh, we've talked about it a few times. It's the uh, Reds and uh, Pirates game today. Less chat, more hat says uh, the Pirates beat the Reds, even though they didn't get any hits. And those are the two division teams the Cubs are competitive with this year. Yeah, and I just, I just thought that put it. Yeah, that is different here. Yeah, it just, I mean, it it really puts it into perspective, right? These two teams, the no hit, the team with the no hitter lost the game, and these are the teams that the Cubs are like, well, we're trying to beat one of them. Frustrated (laughs) fan, who's that's the account at frustrated fan, cracks me up because I mean, there's just a Simpson gif for everything, and he literally like the second something happens, it's up. It's like, oh my god, like some obscure like, you know, he'll remember George W. Bush making a line or George Bush in a in the Simpsons episode, and it just anything he has, it's just unreal how fast it comes up, and and the guy's memory of how many times he must have watched every Simpsons episode. Well, I I enjoyed this today. Tony Naomi uh, tweeted uh, r- right after um, Sutcliffe was talking about adding to the team and trading away some of the young studs we have in the minor leagues for uh, win now, guys. <laughs> Get them up in Chicago. Tony says, I know. I'm like, you want to add to this team? That's like painting the Titanic after it hit the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Crawl, you got anything? No, I'm empty, man. I got one more thing, uh, and this was, uh, you know, we haven't seen this guy. We haven't even talked about it, but Clint Frazier had an appendectomy, been gone since, not even a rehab start. I don't know what their plan is. He on fake IL. I'm not sure what's going on, but I do know that he's hanging out with his girlfriend, buying her a guitar because he, he went out and she's taking pictures and putting them on Instagram. I don't even know where this is. Certainly doesn't look like Chicago. Um, it could be, I suppose, but she's out there and she says, uh, moody, but clothes, uh, clothed. And she does look naked outside. She looks totally guitar. naked. It looks like she's wearing nothing but the boots. Yeah. So she's out there playing guitar and, and I was like, what, is, what exact chord is she making? And Crawley, you, you play a little guitar. Can you tell me exactly <laughs> what, what chord Casey is playing here? Because first of all, she's I'm more got- impressed she can play with the nails. Well, I don't think she can. That's my kind of point is I'm like, I'm not exactly sure. And somebody goes, what? I, that looks like an E minor to me. And I'm like, it looks more like a Q flat sharp to me. I'm not, <laughs> not sure what she's doing there. 
But um, anyway, just to, if, if you ever wonder about people's guitar sc- skills, really zoom in on their fingers because it'll tell you all you need to know. Sometimes the skills just involve the guitar being a prop. Yeah, I, like <laughs> Elvis. Elvis, he played a little guitar, but that wasn't what he was up there for. He was I mean? no Scotty Moore. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. So uh, I got to say, uh, just like uh, Ferguson Jenkins would say, this is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Beth Cup Podcast. Hopefully he does better in his speech on Friday. <laughs> Hopefully nobody makes him say 69th Beth Cup Podcast during, <laughs> during his speech. But, uh, no, I'm really excited about seeing Fergie. That's going to be awesome. I hope the weather holds off for that especially for Friday, because that's going to be a very special day for a lot of people that know Fergie and been around him. He's just, it's so great that they're doing that while he's still around. So, um, yeah, well, I guess we'll be back uh, next week or uh, next Sunday and for the Patreon people sooner than that. So join us at patreon.com slash Sunranto. And we're coming back to Wrigley, so that's how we're going out. All right, let's do it. Spagog! Spagog! Coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation had the city tightly rocked with a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way
Welcome back to the Sunranto Show, where we forgot to do Chance for a Chance. Thank you to John Pickus, who told me uh, that that happened. So, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to share a screen. This is, like, this is like those Marvel movies. It's a post-credit thing. Well, this this weeds out the people that uh, are don't really want to win chance for a chance. So if you and I, I did go into uh, the store where I buy these, and I asked them if um, if they could get more of these, and they said no, and they didn't know how to get any more of them because um, Lantern Press, who put them out in Seattle, no longer has them. So when these are gone, we're gonna have to come up with some other way or make our own chance postcards. So can you see the screen? Yes. Well, why doesn't... All right. Well, I don't even see that there's people have... <laughs> Wait, did this whole thing get ruined? I mean, do, do you see I how there's no entries? I know you did it before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't see any entries here. There's lots of all chances. Right, right, we're going to try this again. All right. We're going to hashtag chances. The, the look at, you guys are all looking behind the curtain right now. All right. Here we go. It's happening. All right. Hashtag chance. Get in there. I already took my jersey off, man. I was <laughs> getting ready for bed, dude. We're drawing. Here we go. Nick G. Nick G, please contact uh, me and so I can find out what your address is so I can send you your uh your prize so nick and G, just a I, reminder it's not who's first or who does it the most times it's completely random we have no control over who the winner is yep it's just uh completely a random drawing and nick g won tonight so congratulations nick and now hey what the hell let's let's play him another song how about uh cup <laughs> <State guy? laughs> let's get then we'll get all right. all right i'm out of here good night Later. Took the train from Barrington to get drunk and have some fun in the bleachers. Fireballs at Cubby Bear with his friends, he doesn't care if he's late. He boos and screams and cheers and he pounds a dozen beers in the bleachers. But the highlight of his day was when he made a cup snake. They piled it high and piled it higher Left field sucks came from the choir They stacked those cups for 27 rows How beautifully built those cups were Till a mean red-shirted usher said Buddy, I think it's time to go Chases Jägermeister with the Mai Tai But the best part of the game was stacking cups up in the ninth He's a cup guy Well he came to see the Cubs But instead he's stacking cups in the bleachers was too drunk by the fourth to care about the score of the game. But he's reaching for the sky, heaping cups up super high in the bleachers. 
worth a hundred bucks he paid to get drunk and make a cup snake. Everything felt so fantastic, holding his pillar of plastic, a monument to Wrigley's drunken fans. Beer and dipstick raining showers from the massive slobber tower. Thank God they gave up cups instead of cans. He's a Cubs day guy Gonna lose his Terrio jersey tonight And the best part of the game Was stacking cups up in the night He's a Cubs day From the suburbs and he's usually white And the best part of the game was stacking cups up in the ninth He's a Cubs As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 